What's up, guys? It is Bailey with Basically B Squared. I am back with another awesome guest on my podcast, and I feel like this is a very interesting guest. Um, her name is Emily, and Emily, say hello. Hello. So we are doing this recording. Uh, she is actually all the way in South Carolina, and I am in Kentucky. We're both two Southern girls doing this, but... Um, excuse us for any technical difficulties so emily how do we know each other this is what makes it very interesting um well we went to school together um i was really good friends with your twin brother in middle school and then we dated for a while and yeah (laughs) um and the last time i saw you was at your baby shower yes and i was quote barely pregnant but (laughs) in my standards I'm a twin mom so in my standards you were barely pregnant you were tiny I'm gonna agree I'm gonna agree I probably thought I was like huge but yeah I probably looked like I was just like ate like a really bad cheeseburger or something okay so Emily you are a vegan yes you are a wonderful mother to two twin boys I try Yes, you are. That was a statement, not a question. And uh, you are fantastic at art because apparently in a prior conversation, we figured out that my dad still has an oil painting, one of her very first oil paintings from, what, seven, eight years ago? Oh, no, that one was probably from like uh, 2009. Oh, my gosh. So 10 years ago. Yeah, so I've, I'm going to take a picture of it, and that's going to be, I'm going to, like, make that the, the photo for this podcast. I don't like that. I haven't seen that. Okay, so all right, I'll send it nice. to you first. I'll send it to <laughs> okay. you first. Okay, so we're going to talk about just some life stuff today. So you are vegan, and will you share with us, like, when did you first experience veganism? So it wasn't... It, it started kind of really slow. My entire childhood, I've always been obsessed with animals. Um, literally the only person in my family who really cared that much about animals. I was the person who always brought home, not just dogs, but hey, look, mom, I found a rabbit. I found a bird. Let's nurse him back to health. Oh, yeah. Um, and my family, you know, being in the South, you eat meat in every meal, and it's most of what's on your plate. Um, and I always felt really guilty eating it, um, both for, you know, I didn't, I didn't really like the way it tasted. I didn't like knowing where it came from. But I didn't want to hurt my mom's feelings. And again, being in the South, you are respectful. I had to eat what was on my plate because I wasn't going to be rude. And it took a really long time for me to kind of come into my own and, um, and stop doing that. Stop making choices based on what other people, on their emotions about the situation. Um, so probably in, in college, in art school is when I decided a lot of things, basically, because I left the South. I left all of that kind of overbearing opinions of other people's opinions on me and where my life should go and I started making my own choices they weren't all great um but I just they weren't all they weren't all great um but you know I, I met people from different backgrounds the, a lot of people in the art community are very um uh, for human rights and rights in general and I met my first vegan friends and they introduced me to the lifestyle and I was like oh wait I don't have to eat meat I don't have to do this um, and so I changed, I stopped eating meat. I still ate a lot of cheese. There was some great Mexican restaurants up there. Um, but, you know, it was a really slow process for me. Um, and then when I got pregnant, a lot of things made me sick. But all I wanted to do was eat because I had very hungry twin boys in my belly. And I got, <laughs> I got, I got embarrassingly large. Um, but um, 
Honestly, I think my whole pregnancy, I survived off of Pepsi and sunflower seeds. So at least the kids are healthy. Oh my but gosh, anyway. that's great. So, so um, while but, you were so, pregnant, you weren't necessarily like fully I was not, vegan. No, you were vegetarian. I was not vegan when I was pregnant. I was vegetarian, uh, but the only animal product I consumed was, was honestly just queso. <laughs> that sounds like a total <laughs> pregnant statement. <laughs> uh, but and then when I had the boys... Uh, honestly, it was a huge blur. Being a single mom with a baby in general is hard, but I was a single mom. Um, the relationship I was in was not healthy. So I was doing it on my own. Um, I was living with my parents at the time I left Michigan cause I had no support structure there, mm-hmm. but my parents work. So again, I came here and I had no support structure, but at least I had a house I didn't have to pay for. Yeah, really. Um, but so I was finishing my degree here. So I still had classes I was taking online. I had two newborn babies that were colicky, that didn't sleep, that had, that were threw up every bottle I gave them because I was pumping for them at the time. Um, it was, it was blurred. The first six months of wow. their life was like a blink and it was gone. I like, remember. I, I had it hard when I like was a single mom with Emma, like in the very beginning, but like, I literally cannot imagine too. like, you are a superhero. Uh, I don't, I don't think it's that. I think it's just survival kind of kicks in. It's kind of how I feel. Like I remember talking to my mom at one point and like I talked to her I was like you know what I, I haven't slept in four days at all oh and stuff God. like yeah, stuff like that would happen and it was super unhealthy um but you made it and your boys are it, yeah. awesome and they're healthy and but going off of them being really sick when they were being breastfed is literally anytime I gave them a bottle they would throw it up so I heard about doing an elimination diet um so they were only on breast milk um, at the time so I stopped eating dairy um, I started eating better and they stopped getting so sick. Wow. So that, that's where I realized like, oh, okay. So they, the kids can't dairy. Um, and then we started their first, uh, one of their first foods again in the South, people ate a lot of eggs. My dad's big breakfast. Oh but, yes. Fried eggs, so, scrambled eggs, yeah. eggs on your burger, freaking eggs yeah. everywhere, man. Yeah. So my mom made scrambled eggs and brought some out. Kellen took the tiniest little and broke out in hives over his whole body no um, yeah yeah super it was really really hard to handle I didn't know what was going on I was like I did, did somebody take him and fix him um oh my gosh so, yeah so I was like okay we're this that's it we're vegan um you know it's it's better for them anyway I need to stop being so lazy and taking the easy way out I need to you know be their best advocate for their health and well-being and I need to take care of my family Absolutely. Um, and that was going vegan um, completely for them, especially. Okay. So how old are they now and how are they doing with the vegan stuff? They are, they'll be three in August at the end of August. Um, and we actually just went to a doctor's appointment a couple weeks ago or a couple weeks. Just kidding. I have my brain's dead. It was two days ago. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. Anyway. That's awesome. Anyway. <laughs> so the doctor, we had never met this doctor before. Um, and he was looking over them, their, their weight and their health and just kind of checking them out. And, um, he was like, yeah, they, you know, they seem like really good shape. They're really sturdy boys. I was like, yeah. And they're vegan. He was like, wait, what? He was like, they look like this and they're vegan. Yeah. Um, cause the, the automatic belief, I guess, is that kids will be really frail and skinny, skinny and, sick, and malnourished. And, yeah. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. and my, they're, they're almost three. They're 99th percentile for, for height, for weight. They're stocky. They're strong. They're doing pull-ups at like six months old um, <laughs> little gym rats oh my gosh yeah. that's so, awesome I mean they're they're very they're completely healthy they're I can't remember the last time they were sick 
Okay, so tell me, like, give me, like, a daily rundown of just, like, some things that they will eat, like, snack-wise, breakfast-wise, lunch-wise. Like, I know this is kind of a loaded question that we didn't talk about yeah. beforehand, but just give me, like, some some typical things that they'll eat. I mean, when they were when they were a little bit younger, I could do, like, actual meals, and they weren't as picky, but we are in, like, the hardcore oh, yeah. toddler stage now when things need to be deconstructed, and they're, they're super picky. Yep. But their version of picky is not, you know, um, McDonald's. And, and chicken nuggets and yogurt yeah. or cheese sticks. When they're picky, they want, I just want broccoli with nothing on it. I just want some black beans. Or um, can I just have some peanut butter on some toast? Like that's the kind of stuff that they crave that they come in asking me for. Or when I get lazy and make them a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and I make what I call salad sandwiches, they get upset and like, no, I want some salad. Oh, well, so your that- salad sandwich. I know. I know. It's so funny. Yeah. So do you, um, do you use nutritional yeast on broccoli? I'm not the biggest fan of it. Um, I think it has a really, really overpowering taste. The first time I made a recipe with it called for like six tablespoons of it. And I wanted to throw up when I tried it. Dog, I dump that stuff on everything. I put it in my spaghetti. I put it in my sauces. It's really good. It's really good if you add garlic to it. It takes away a lot of the that Wait, weird you're funky taste but you can make things without garlic what <laughs> what is I mean, life like, without garlic like just like garlic powder like i treat the two like they have to go together and oh, there's okay, usually yeah. onion powder next to it gotcha. um, and then just like regular morton seasoning salt and that kind of makes it like a more rounded flavor versus just having it by itself for me at least the boys don't care the boys will Dude, eat it by itself seasoning salt has been like my newest best friend since going vegan and because it adds like that dive dive drive-in burger type of like taste I don't even know mm-hmm. how you explain it but I actually put that in my black bean burgers instead of regular salt like well and they have um I think I'll get it out of my cabinet because I don't know what it's called but it's a vegan um like a powder chicken broth and beef broth but they're obviously vegan fake. yeah 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 it's by Orrington Farms oh yeah their, yeah. yeah yeah their beef broth is awesome everything that beef powder flavor that have that kind of taste that you're used to kind of bring like the, the it, like, smoky flavors it brings like the depth and like yeah. the like this bold um under like savory flavor yeah yeah and the smell of it just smells like that those like cheap brown gravy packets but it tastes delicious <laughs> so you okay so you're you're a single mom you go to the, you go to the store you meal plan everything you do everything what is like being a vegan single mom, like, what is your survival hack? Like, what would you give another mom who's thinking about turning their child vegan or uh, turning? It sounds like this is like <laughs> turning into a zombie. Yeah. Um, you know, some some parents out there they feel like they get know, overwhelmed. Vegan, yeah, yeah, they get really overwhelmed. They just they think that it's like this not uh, it's not a convenient lifestyle. Like there's no way my family could do it. I could never give up cheese. I could, you know, all the things that we hear on a daily basis as vegans, especially vegan parents. Mm-hmm. What would you, what piece of advice would you give that mom? Just honestly, just to stop over. It's not that complicated. If you change the staples that you have in your pantry and in your fridge, um, first of all, don't waste things you already have. Um, yes, an animal, yes, an animal already preach. got hurt that don't throw it away. Um, and people are, yeah, people are hungry. You don't waste your food, all that kind of stuff. Grandma said, don't throw away stuff you already have. <laughs> Go ahead and use it. Um, but change out your staples and make them like the staples you're already used to get some vegan cheese, um, get, you know, those, the like vegan 
bouillon cubes or, or whatever. Get stuff you already have, but change what it's made out of. Vegan that butter, have, almond yeah. milk. Yeah. 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 By the way, Earth's Earth best, Earth's balance, which whatever Earth it's balance. called. That, yeah, Earth that's, yeah. That's where it's at. Especially the sticks for baking. It's better than butter, honestly. Yes. And, I yeah. love that. And they have a soy free one. Like, I yeah, have that's no the only problem one I with use. soy. Yeah. I feel like soy, if you get the organic kind, it's a myth. Like, I personally just, I drink soy milk because it's like the creamiest, the most fat content, the most protein. So that's what I drink. But they, they, See, if we, you, we, if, we drink ripple milk. Um, the boys are a little bit weird when it comes to soy. They get some, if I'm be frank, some really ranky farts when they drink ah! soy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we drink ripple milk. It's a pea based protein. Yeah. Um, and it's, I've so had it's, it. lot, it's, it's really like good. Clean, have any of the hormones. And it honestly, sweetened original taste, just like regular regular cow's milk it has none of that nutty beanie flavor that a lot of the other plant-based milks have especially really like the quickest way to ruin some mashed potatoes is to put in like almond milk or soy milk but if you put in ripple milk then it's just it makes it creamier like a regular dairy braced product would without the weird tastes you're making my mouth water (laughs) no i want mashed potatoes yes okay so we talked about um i asked you a very loaded question like you know, since you have this platform to speak on, what is like one lesson from life? It could be general, it could be vegan, it could be momming, it could be just art school, it could be anything. What would your point be that you wanted to get across? And you told me about a hard lesson. So yeah, so the I've fallen on my face more times in my life than than I'd like to admit. Um, And I got in some really, really dark places and some really deep holes. Um, almost destroying myself, almost destroying my family. It wasn't pretty. And the basis of all of that um, was that I kept putting other people's opinions, other people's thoughts first. And not just thoughts for me or thoughts of what's best for me. Um, But, you know, I wouldn't want to make a decision because, oh, they might, it might hurt their feelings. It might, you know, what are they going to do if I go this way? Who's going to help them? I kept doing that over and over again. And it ended, I just put myself in a hole. I lost myself completely. Um, and it was just, it was really bad. And it took, I mean, like I said, ending up with absolutely nothing, being very pregnant, very, very in debt, having a degree that I hadn't quite finished yet, a family that was ashamed of me, um, and absolutely nothing to look forward to, to realize that I had really screwed up because I never really thought about what I was going to do. You weren't being true to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when, that's like the epiphany that I had and I'm actually um, going to have like a seven day email that's going to come out like seven days of positivity and truth. <clears throat> Excuse me. And one of the ones is called like the dragonfly epiphany. And that's basically like the day that my mom died. It was like, everyone has an epiphany. You know, I'm going to call it the dragonfly epiphany, but like you get so far deep in the hole to where you can't go any deeper and you look up and you're like, excuse my French. Oh shit. What have I done? Mm -hmm. And it's just because you're so consumed, which we've been trained this way and it's constantly thrown in our faces, but you know, to put others first and, you know, don't hurt other people's feelings and be um, considerate and be appropriate. But like their definition of appropriate and considerate is just suppressing us and so Mm -hmm. we lose ourselves in society and men in relationships and what our parents think we should do you know and we're not bad people you know sure we don't make good choices but we're not bad people and I know you personally so I know that you're not like a malicious person and anything that you would do 
yes, you have to like put into consideration. But I think what Emily's saying is that she wasn't even considering. It was like she was the martyr of decisions. It was never, ever, ever. Emily is going to do this, but we're only going to go this far because then it starts to hurt Emily. And then now that you have kids, especially, you can't do that. You can't play the martyr because they, you are their biggest advocate, like you said Mm -hmm. earlier. And they not only are going to hurt if you hurt, but they're also going to learn that it's okay to hurt because they see mom hurt. So... I, I feel like I've watched you grow into like really strong individual and that's really why I asked you to come on here not because you're a vegan mom like me cough cough <clears throat> Go vegan. <laughs> um, but I just I like your style and I like that you are authentically you and that is attractive like that will attract good things into your life and I feel like other people need to hear that if you're a single mom you can still be yourself if you are a vegan or a non-vegan you can be yourself if you are something that you feel like others won't accept you know what just be your freaking self as long as you're not hurting other people or yourself mm-hmm. that's right yeah so anything else special that you think you want to share on or speak on while I've got you on here come on I know there's something in there well of course there is but I don't want to take up your whole day um <laughs> Okay, we'll do a part two, and because I feel like we have a lot to talk about. But is there yeah. is there anything like la- last words? What are your final words? Um, I don't know. I guess really the I'll just kind of touch on how how I see life now is, and it touches with the vegan thing and the mom thing is that um, another reason that being vegan, I wanted to be that person um, is because I want to teach my children how to be the best person that they can be. Um, And for me, that means for them to be compassionate, for them to do the least harm and help and do the most good. Um, And that means loving animals, not doing harm to our bodies, to our planet, to other people, other small, um, other minorities that are harmed by the the, um, animal industry. Um, And for them to be aware, because growing up, again, especially in the South, though I know this applies across the board, is that you're just not aware. You just kind of no, no do way. what you're told. You do things. You follow the rules. You fall in line. Um, and everything's just kind of tucked away and hidden. If you're hurting, you smile and you ignore it. Um, is for them to just not, you know, excuse my language, but just to cut the crap and yeah. quit pretending. Yep. Open your eyes, realize what's going on, and be the person that God made you to be and do good. Do good. Yeah. Do good. That's the big point. Be the person God created you to be and do good and stop beating around the bush. Mm-hmm. The bush is burning and it's talking to you. <laughs> yeah. And like you can, you can help other people without destroying yourself in the process. Ooh, there's nothing wrong one. with, yeah, there's nothing wrong with telling people no. Like you can still help them and guide them without, you know, giving yourself up to it completely. I and I, I didn't learn that until recently. Well, I'm glad you learned it. You sound amazing. You look amazing. Thank Emily you. Duncan. Thank you for joining me on the podcast. Uh, I love you. And we're going to do a part two for sure. Yes, ma'am. Sounds good. All right. Peace. Bye.